Ever wonder what success actually means? How do you get it? And how do you keep it? We all want it, yet sometimes it feels only some of us get to have it. Hi, Teresa and Blair here. We are two badass entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, coaches, and business mentors who have had success, felt success, questioned our own success, and reclaimed it. Let's be real for a hot minute. 2020 has been a roller coaster ride, and many of us have started to wonder if they'll lose the things that made them successful. So we got curious, raw and real, about what success is truly about. Can you put it in a box? How can you get it? Can people take it away, or are you the one with the power? Does it mean the same to all of us, or are we the ones that create it? From PGA golf pros to doctors, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual mentors. We get together to meet with successful people from around the globe to dissect success through vibrant conversations and interviews. Make sure you click the subscribe button on the App Store because each week we will drop a new episode to bust through the myths around success and dissect its true meaning. Who's ready for the most badass and massive up level in their business? It is back. What's back? Momentum, Bland Teresa's signature six-month business and mentorship accelerator is now open for enrollment. Ten entrepreneurs will have the opportunity to join this exclusive experience that kicks off December 15th. This VIP program includes two-to-one coaching, monthly masterminds, and training sessions, plus unlimited access to get your questions answered in real time. Imagine where you can take your business in the six months that we will work together. Ready to give your business the momentum you desire? Head to TeresaLambertCoaching.com backslash momentum to secure your coveted spot. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Dissecting Success. We are super excited to be here today with Heather Odendahl. She is an accomplished Canadian entrepreneur, brand builder, and event producer, whose experience in corporate environments inspired her to create and co-found W North, a global organization dedicated to the development of women mid-career on a trajectory towards senior executive leadership. What originally started off as an annual conference in 2015, W North now connects top female business leaders in corporate, public, and entrepreneurial sectors through the Members Club, which provides a 100% virtual forum of online content and development opportunities, including workshops, leadership masterminds, events, and courses, and more. Recognized in Biz Bashes 2021 and 2020 Roundup of Canada's most influential event pros, Odendahl has worked on some of the world's largest and most influential events and is also the owner of Bluebird Strategy, Whistler's largest event planning and experiential marketing company. Oh my God, Heather, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited you're with us today. Thank you, Teresa. I really appreciate the invitation and I'm excited for the conversation. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a good one. The three of us have known each other for quite a long time and all sorts of different capacities here in this community in Whistler, which makes this so, so fun. And it's been such a joy to watch what you have done with W North, but I'd love to kick it off with, with the fiery question that we'd love to ask all of our guests and that is what does success mean to you Heather? Well I think success for me was finding 
my purpose and finding my role that achieved my purpose. And, you know, I think having a, having a role as the co-founder and CEO of W North, I've been able to carve out that purpose, which is to elevate more women to positions of power around the world. Mm, That's it. Yes. Just a simple thing. So good. So good, Heather. Oh my gosh. Elevate women to positions of power. What does that mean? What's a position of power? Well, I think a position of power can also be, it can be many things. It can be women taking control of their own lives and their own destiny, but it can also be in the form of government. It can be in the form of running companies. We all know there's the statistic that, you know, of the Fortune 500 companies, only 8% of uh, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies are female. And so for me, I heard that statistic and I even heard another statistic a few years ago that there were more Daves and Johns as C-suite leaders in the Fortune 500 companies than there are women. And I took a look at that statistic and realized that is you know, what is, what's the missing link? Why are we still using the statistic 15 years later? Cause I had been hearing it for years. And for, for me, it was that women were dropping off in that mid-management. And so that statistic was a really big catalyst for me saying, okay, something needs to be fixed and I'm going to be a part of that solution. I love it. And I, I think what you're building, what you've built and what you're building is so phenomenal. You know, um, it started off as a conference and then some events and then the pandemic happened. And then you made a big shift and you went online and your community is growing and growing and what you're offering is growing and growing. And it's so phenomenal I actually heard a stat and maybe you, you know, a bit about this, but I heard a stat. Oh, you know, I'm bad at remembering stats. Okay. A loose stat. (laughs) This is a loose stat that I heard. An idea. Yeah. An idea. Um, Just how the pandemic really impacted the progress we've made as women. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a couple of statistics around that. I mean, one of them is that, you know, between one third and one quarter, it kind of keeps slipping back and forth um, of the, of the current working, um, working, sorry, workforce of women want to quit their jobs right now. Um, You've heard a lot about the great resignation. You've heard a lot about, um, you know, how people are switching jobs right now. Um, But I think when we talk about how we've lost progress, we, we have lost women that were, well poised for positions of leadership in the next five to 10 years due to the pandemic. They were on track. They had the resume, they had the trajectory, and they were some of the most vulnerable of women that left the workforce because they were in leadership positions, but they were also managing so much external, um, whether that's caregiving or child child care. Um, I'd say the, the biggest, you know, for biggest thing for me, where we've gone backwards is, is losing that pipeline. And it's going to take us a long time to recover from that unless we make some significant changes. 
Wow. That is such a, you know, I mean, there's statistics and there was that, but I've also seen it all around me. And I speak with a lot of women through my coaching practice and I help a lot of women transition into full-time entrepreneurship out of their careers or just transitioning into something new. And it's really interesting that you said that we have lost this pipeline and that it's really been this middle tier. And so women are dropping out of their careers and leadership, leaving to pursue their own things or change or maybe get out of the workforce altogether because of all the external um, circumstances. I would love to know from you, Heather, because I know you're, you're not, I don't want to use the word just, but like you're an incredible entrepreneur. You have a couple of different businesses between W North and how you've taken it online into the digital space and what you're doing with um, knowledge and course creation, which is awesome. We just spoke about that on another podcast, which uh, will be out. And, but the other thing too, like you've got your event business and you're also a mom, you have a family, you care about spending time with them, you help women also help with their energetic time management. So I would love your perspective on what you feel would actually help us start leading differently inside organizations to help stop this trickle off effect and start refilling the pipeline, but also actually get somewhere this time, you know? So it's not just going to stay at this 8% data that it's been like 8% for so long. It's right? it's just gone up and then down and then up and then down. No, I, I have some really tangible actions that um, I've wrote, written about in Forbes and a couple other publications about what we can do to support. In fact, I say, don't fail our women leaders now because this is the time that we really need to change in order to retain the women that we have left in that pipeline. So a couple of things that I talk about, one is I'm a, I'm a firm advocate for role sharing, job sharing, um, and then a revised work week structure. So whether that is a um, a three-day work week, four-day work week, um, professional jobs that are available for less than 40 hours a week. And the reason that I feel maybe this hasn't been adopted, and this is why I talk a little bit more about role sharing and job sharing more recently, is having been a actually a part-time employee for a Fortune 500 company, I can say that, especially in a sales capacity, I was still held to the same standard of sales targets as my counterparts. And, you know, the fact that I only had four days a week to achieve those sales targets was, was less to the point. So I, when I focus on restructuring, talking about restructuring professional roles for women, I'm talking a lot more about this idea of a shared responsibility or a shared role. And the reason being you have two brilliant minds working on one task or objective. And the way it works is you often as a company would have to employ two people, but for, for, for six days total. So it is a 20% more expensive to do it this way, but then you have a crossover of a Wednesday as an example. And this is, this would truly revolutionize opportunities for women, especially at this moment in time, 
because we are all know we all know that we're coming out of COVID, but it's it's a slow burn. I was speaking with one of my team members today. She's in Montreal, and she's just got her daughter into the daycare system there, and you know, as many of the moms on this um, podcast may, may know when you start daycare, there are all sorts of sicknesses that come along with that. And it is, I will be the first one to say it is hard to stitch together a 40 hour work week when you are real, when your daughter is home three of the five days a week due to sickness. And like on top of that, We've got COVID. You can't send a kid to school with any cold or, you know, that previously may have, you know, let slipped or, you know, they weren't showing or whatever it may be. So um, that's the number one that I would say is, is a actionable change that people can consider right now is relooking at how these jobs are posted and also I keep, I keep talking about this and hoping that someone will start one because I don't have time, but you know, a job search where you can search for these professional um, opportunities that are less than a full time. So in the, in the U S there's a, um, a website called the mom project, which is organizations like Unilever and PWC and professional roles that they wish to attract um, women into. So there are organizations, there are job searches out there, um, but I want to see more of it. Um, that sounds like a future product for W North. <laughs> I mean, I think I'll be hiring soon. Yeah. <laughs> Who wants a three day a week, full-time job <laughs> or two people could share a full-time job. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think that's, that's really cool. So what have you noticed, you know, within the W North community, like what have you noticed as some of the positive outcomes from this pandemic? I know it's the remote work revolution. It's the great resignation, all these things, but there's, there's also a lot of positives. What are some of the positives for the women in your network that you've noticed? So I think that the pandemic has allowed a lot of women to re rethink their day-to-day job and to revisit the why it is that they do what they do and who is behind the company and how are they supported and how are they treated so i think you know there has been a lot of opportunity for kind of a bit of an inner work of what wh- why am i here why am i at this large tech company is this the right role for me Am I, I love this company, but am I in the right department? And so I've seen a lot of women shift roles. I've seen a lot of women, you know, shift laterally. And then I've also seen a lot of women move from entrepreneurship into, into corporations. So like taking a more structured approach and realizing they would like that security. And then the opposite as well, women leaving big tech to start their own. So I think that has been the number one um, sort of uh, positive that I have seen is the chance for women to really evaluate. Um, and we go back to that first thing I said about your purpose is this job achieving my purpose. I love that. Is this job achieving my purpose? You know, 
I think that is the one thing. And I, I would, I love that you brought that up because I feel like the pandemic um, in one way or another opened up space, space to think, space to sit, space to be, whether we liked it or not, right? And some companies continue to operate pretty much at 100%, while a lot of other, like depending on the industries, literally like for the first time ever, certain industries shut down, right? So it's interesting how this space allowed, you know, women to really think about, you know, what is my purpose? How do I want to live that out? And what does that look like? And I love that you shared that, you know, women have sort of moved departments, right? Or some people went from entrepreneurial roles into corporate roles and the other way around. And this is really interesting. And I'd love to chat a little bit more about this because I feel that for a lot of, you know, women, but I feel like also men, we have this idea of what jobs we should do and and this idea of lateral progression. And sometimes we find ourselves in places that aren't aligned anymore and we're so busy. And so we'll just keep doing the thing, right? Because we're there. So, you know, from your perspective, how do you think, because I know you work a lot with like organizational success and, you know, leadership trajectory, what do you think we could do in order to help figure out at an earlier stage, right? To almost have these checkpoints to see what direction is actually the next, because they might be on one trajectory, but it might be time for a pivot earlier. So I am a firm believer that in most organizations that I have come across, we're not doing enough to support that mid-career level. And so you do have, you know, an enormous amount of money and resources that goes to learning and development across the whole organization. You have resources that go and are dedicated to entry level. You have um, resources and executive coaching budgets and all of the things for people um, at a certain level. And so I, you know, part of the, the training and workshops and all the resources that we've built in our online community for Demi North is not only to serve those women who as individuals want to develop themselves both personally and professionally, but we have recently launched like our corporate membership arm, which goes into, and many of which are small to medium-sized businesses that may not have the resources to dedicate to those mid, um, mid-career, mid-management um, professionals and give them some resources. And, and as an example, we host a leadership mastermind program, which is included in our membership. And that's five like-minded leaders at similar levels with an executive coach. And I think what's important about this kind of group coaching um, concept is they're able to connect with other women in similar industries um, and, and, and maybe even not the same industry. And so they're able to explore a little bit beyond the company that they're working in. So I think it's about opening the doors and allowing those connections to be made from an organization perspective. That's another one of my points in uh, don't fail your women leaders now, which is stop blocking external connections. There are a number of organizations, large companies that 
are afraid to let their people go, you know, to conferences or events outside of their large organization. They prefer, oh, a women's network. Oh, we've got one of those inside our company. But I think it's really important to foster those connections external to your organization. And, and organizations just need to trust that that is part of the process of development. Having that leader explore what um, other avenues, other, not necessarily industries, but as an example, we uh, had a marketing leader in one of our leadership masterminds who was on, um, she was in a cohort with a lot of HR leaders. And she actually ended up transitioning into HR because she realized that HR was really where she wanted to be based on her discussions with um, these HR leaders um, from other industries in her cohort. I think that's so interesting because, wait, did you put her in the cohort? Like, what if she was with a bunch of, I don't know, another group of professionals? I think that's really interesting. Um, and how do you choose who to put in what mastermind? Yeah. So I think it's a combination of, so we actually do a survey in advance. So when they've, been, when they've registered or applied for um, the mastermind, we then send out a survey. We ask them a number of their objectives and we are matching people more on objectives than we are what their actual job is. So, and some of the things that they have challenges with. So uh, I'll give you an example. You know, a number of people have said, um, I'm having, you know, some challenges with some staff that are reporting to me, or I'm having some challenges with finding and hiring for my fast scaling company that I either founded or I work for. And so we're putting together people more based on their challenges and less based on, I work for a tech company. Oh, I also work for a tech company. Um, so how, so you, so you masterminds like one of your products or services. It's a hybrid, I guess. How many people are in each mastermind? Is there a magic number to how many women you put together? And how often do these like openings, how often can people join? Yeah. So we do five or six max with a facilitator. Um, I love six people on a zoom call. I think it's like the magic number. It just fits perfectly in the box and it gives everybody space within an hour. So these, we run these, um, cohorts three times a year. It's again, it's included in our membership and our membership is $400 us a year for our mastermind membership, which is, I think really good for this opportunity. And you can participate as many times as you want. So, um, there are five sessions over 10 weeks. Um, we are actually just starting our, um, we start one in October and then we'll do another one in January and April. And it just runs year round. And we have, we're up to seven, um, seven different facilitators now, and we've seen over 250 women through the program. I think that's just so amazing. I actually, I was once a facilitator for you and I've been in a few different masterminds um, with different organizations and I love them. I love the masterminds because um, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not really in the corporate space, but I have been. And my group of friends are not on the same journey as I am. And so when I join, join a mastermind, I'm looking to be inspired, be empowered to up level 
And whoever the organization is, like you, for example, you pair people together strategically. And I've always walked away from mastermind sessions or like the series or the cohorts empowered and making big changes. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you've never been in a mastermind and you're a woman, you know, who is an entrepreneur or, you know, in a corporate role or have goals to move up in a corporation, this might be the right opportunity for you. Like I, you provide so much value in your community. Why do you love masterminds? Like why, why is that such an important part of your membership? So there's a couple of reasons. And one, I'm glad you brought up the entrepreneur um, masterminds. That was actually an inspiration for it. Um, Cause as you know, mastermind has been kind of around in entrepreneurship for a few years, but I noticed that they weren't women in kind of more corporate capacities were not really participated or participating and even in, invited, so to speak, because they were all entrepreneurship related. So I took inspiration from that. And, you know, everything at W North has a, has a base in leadership, both professionally and personally, um, and taking care of yourself. So for us, it was, it was a no brainer. It was a leadership mastermind focused on, you know, how you're going to get to that, whatever you deem to be your success point. Um, and I think one of the reasons I love it is because, I mean, I don't need to tell you to the power of executive coaching. Um, and the reality is that it's not always in everybody's budget to have one-on-one executive coaching. And so this type of mastermind is an opportunity for not only to gain that experience with a coach, um, but also to learn from like-minded other individuals. So powerful, Heather. And I agree with you. I feel like a lot of masterminds are designed for the entrepreneurial field or sometimes also specifically around executives hitting their objectives. And, you know, just from my own experience as a leader within an organization and mentoring a lot of the women that was that were working for me and now have taken over some amazing roles within the hotel that I was at. Um, I always thought that it is so powerful when we bring, you know, groups of women together at a certain level and have them have conversations. And the thing I always find too, it's actually a reason why I love masterminds is that when you bring people together that have similar challenges or similar objectives, every time someone asks a question, chances are somebody else wanted to ask that question too, but they may not be brave enough to ask the question because sometimes we're so caught in our heads around what we can and can't ask. But every time that question is asked and one person receives coaching and one particular you know, thing, everybody that's on the call learns from that experience. And so the wealth of knowledge you can walk away with after 10 weeks, I think you said, um, participating and being there is incredible because not only are you bringing your things, you're learning from everybody else's mistakes, right? Or challenges or, or, you know, whatever it is. So I love that. I think that is fabulous. And And 250 people. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I can't believe it's, it's our 10th cohort right now. So um, yeah, it's, it's flown by. (laughs) Um, but accountability as well. I just wanted to acknowledge that 
accountability is a, is a key thing because I think a lot of people want to make change and a lot of people want to um, progress in certain areas and having that accountability every, you know, call, I mean, like, Oh, checking in, like, how did it go with so-and-so? I think that's a, that's a key driver to, to instigating change as well as that accountability. Oof. I love a good accountability partner. I mean, with everything, right? Like if I make plans to go to yoga with someone and I, you know, if I don't want to go, I made plans. So I go, but if I'm on my own and I don't, want to go and I'm not supposed to meet someone there, I very easily cancel that class. And it's the same with business. And like, I think it's so important to have someone help hold you accountable. When it's a group, you develop this, you know, this special bond with one another. And so it's not just learning and being inspired, but it's also the connections, the accountability. And I love it. So Heather, I have a question for you. What advice do you have for someone who's on their path to success? So one of my, one of my pieces of advice that I give, and I think it's relevant in this case as well, is especially for entrepreneurs, um, I worked for several entrepreneurs before I worked for myself. And I found that experience extremely valuable and I also think I, by doing that, I tested out being an entrepreneur. Um, so, I mean, it's almost like the, there's a reason that we did, you know, job shadowing in, you know, middle school or high school, we don't always know what we want to be when we grow up. And so I think that learning under somebody in entrepreneurship is potentially a good path for someone, um, in terms of learning the systems, learning the processes, um, and, and, and trying out before you jump off. Um, not to say you can't do it. I think it's just, it will set you up for success in a number of ways. If you can learn again, learning from someone else's mistakes. Oof. Good one. You know, I, and it's funny because, you know, Teresa and I've talked about this, like you can be an intrapreneur, you can be an entrepreneur within someone else's organization. Yes, essentially, yeah. And every business has been started by someone like you're in someone's business, (laughs) right? Like you're in someone's business. And like when I worked at Lululemon, I was an intrapreneur. One of their uh, core values is entrepreneurship. And like, they wanted to empower you to treat as, you know, treat your position as if it's your own business. And I think it's a really powerful way to learn how to be an entrepreneur and we shouldn't, you know, discredit that. Um, I just want to thank you for taking the time to chat with us and share your wisdom. I love watching you grow. Um, you know, the beginning of the call, we talked about how we've all known each other for a while. I've known Heather for a while. Like, I don't know, Teresa, when you and Heather met, but 16 we- years, maybe. No, 15, not that good. Not that old. Maybe not that like long. 10 feels like 15. Or 11. Love you. Like not that old. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I did not meet you when I was five. No. So Heather and I, I lived in Vancouver and Heather and I were both on the committee for a fundraiser for ovarian cancer Canada. I think it was called Gala Glam Give before it was love her, but we were both on the committee and we met and that was before I even 
like knew my current husband before I was going to move up to Whistler and I was living in Vancouver and we met and we developed a friendship. And then I moved up to Whistler and saw that she started W North and I messaged her. I'm like, ah, what is this? I want to be involved. And, you know, it's just really cool. Cause I've, I've known her and she's a phenomenal event planner. If you have the opportunity to come to any of her live events, do it because she puts on a phenomenal event. I mean, she does phenomenal virtual stuff too, but I know we're all ready to get back into the world of in-person. And um, right before I left Whistler, I got to go to an in-person event she put on um, before I moved to Kamloops. And it was such an honor because I've watched your career grow. So I just want to thank you so much because I think what you're building is so important. You created something because it didn't exist. And I love entrepreneurs who do that because that's how I roll. And I just want to thank you for dissecting success with us. So, and on, I would also like to acknowledge my relationship with Teresa, because this is a big, you know, this was a big moment for W North and, um, she brought us after the first W North was in the village. She brought us over to Nita Lake Lodge and that's where we really, we really took off and, uh, and created a really amazing partnership with the property that she was running at the time. And yeah, I wanted to thank you, uh, Teresa, for, for believing in this, um, this crazy idea that has moved, has moved beyond the crazy idea. I love it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it gives me goosebumps, um, to when you say that, because I do remember, um, because I, my ticket to my first W North event, I won. You gave away tickets and one of my fellow mentees, because I was part of a mentorship group, nominated me for this rising, I think it was like a rising star kind of thing. Anyways, I, I got the ticket and that's why I went. And I was like, Heather's conference has got to be at the one hotel in town that has a female GM. Like I, I can, I couldn't let it go. And that's why I walked up to you and I said, Heather, we got to have like coffee or lunch, but come down to Needle Lake. And, you know, it means so much to me too, that that relationship continues. And I think that is a testament to strong relationships because they withstand long beyond there's transition and change. And that's so nice to see. And finishing this all off, Blair and I met through W North. And that's how we connected first, Blair. And then we had coffee in January of 2020. And <laughs> and here we are. And here we are, two peas on a pod. Um, so it's just Never so funny how, how uh, you know, how W North also has brought Blair and I together and I think that is the power of connection and the power of what you've built and so I just love to know as we're wrapping up if somebody's interesting about finding out more how they can join where do they go Heather? So it is our website wnorthconnect.com we have just launched our the doors to our membership are now open as of October and we are thrilled to be doing in-person member meetings of less than 20 people in um, 10 chapter cities starting in October. Um, We're sort of slowly rolling it out, but if you are craving to maybe connect with a few people in person, vaccination required, um, that is uh, starting. So I'd love to see um, some of you in our membership 
And uh, there's more information about many of the other things we do, including the W North Whistler event on our website. Phenomenal. Thank you so much, Heather. And thank you for tuning in. And without further ado, we'll see you next time. Peace. That's a wrap for another episode of Dissecting Success. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe to Blair Kaplan Venables and Teresa Lambert's podcast, Dissecting Success on the App Store. And follow us on Instagram at Teresa Lambert Coaching and Blair from Blairland to stay up to date on our latest episodes, badass offers, and more.